I had hot water this morning from my tap. Do you realize how amazing that is in the context of human history? You know, you go back a few hundred years, like 500 years, go back 10,000 years. Nobody ever had that before. They, they didn't have a tap, much less hot water coming from a tap, you know, much, much less a shower. I mean, this is amazing, remarkable stuff that everyone takes for granted. We have toilets that flush and then disappear. It's a remarkable, remarkable time to be alive. But none of us think about that. We take that for granted because, well, of course, we have that. That's already accomplished. Now, what's the next thing? May, I wish I had hot water on demand or I wish I had solar hot water or the next thing or whatever. And those are all great things we should aspire to achieve. But we should be focused on the amazing things we have. I have shelter that can withstand storms. Yeah, I have climate control. I have everything I could possibly need to make me happy. Thank you, thank you from my heart, from the bottom of my heart. Thank you, thank you from my heart, from the bottom of my heart. Welcome to the Gratitude Podcast on www.georgeandbenta.com, where you'll hear a new story each week that will inspire more gratitude in your own life. Our mission is to inspire 100,000 people to discover how to feel gratitude and live a happy life through the amazing life stories of our successful guests and their actionable tips. And now, the host of our podcast, George and Benta. Hi, Gratitude Seeker. Welcome to a new episode of the Gratitude Podcast. Today we have a person that has a passion in living gratefully. And um, his perspective on gratitude is, is quite unique and very personal. He's, like I said, very passionate about uh, this topic. So passionate that he is on a mission of spreading gratitude by wearing gratitude. His name is Tim Young, and um, I'm really happy to have him here and discuss, among others, why it's so difficult for people in the Western countries to be grateful. Welcome, Tim. Hey, Georgian. It's uh, such a pleasure to be with you. Um, the pleasure is all mine, and uh, I'm really happy that we we get to have this conversation and um, I'm really curious where, where it will lead. So firstly, let us know a little bit more about you. I, I've just um, scratched the surface and uh, I'm sure you, you have much more to share about you and the things you're doing. Well, um, from a business point of view, I mean, I've had a pretty typical American business background, I guess. I spent a lot of my career in corporate America working for big companies. And then I started my own business, you know, 25 years ago or so. That was a marketing services agency. And I went from, I, I, I was always successful in business, but I was always looking for more meaning in life. And, you know, I, I never found enough fulfillment in those corporate jobs, even though they were financially rewarding. 
but you're always like chasing the next thing. Uh, the, the business model that we have, um, particularly in America, but you know, most of capitalism, the business model is uh, you've got to uh, achieve better results next year. So the emphasis is always on the next thing, on improving and on getting to the next level. And I left that world behind back in about 2006 and did a 180. Instead of being in the corporate world, um, I bought some land, 126 acres, and started a farm and started producing all kinds of uh, uh, protein products from grass-fed beef to pasture-raised chicken. Later started milking cows and actually became an artisan cheesemaker making um, you know, more kind of classic European style cheeses, particularly Alpine style cheeses like Gruyere and some cloth bound cheddars and things like that. And that was part of the process of actually simplifying our lifestyle of getting reconnected with the land, uh, of getting away from cities. We moved to the country. Uh, we still live very rurally today out in the country on a bunch of land. And you know, keep our own animals and spend most of our time, you know, surrounded by nature. And, um, you know, that that's all helped me really find that, I guess, that meaning that I was looking for of understanding my place in the world. Um, to kind of give you a, a strange, you know, way of thinking about it, George, and I'm sure you've flown on planes as many times as I have and your listeners have. You know, every time you get on the plane, it doesn't matter what city you're in. You know, you you take off and just within a few seconds, you look down and you see the rows of houses and it only takes you a few minutes later to realize how insignificant everything is, how everything is just a dot. But yet in the in the world that we live, the fast paced rat race world that most of us live in, we all think that everything is so significant, is so important. Um, and really what's important to me that I found is just my family, my friends, my relationships, the simplicity of life, the moments that we live and enjoying those moments every day rather than chasing that next thing. So that's kind of a, a weird intro to the background of what I've gone through, but my, my experience has been from the corporate world to today where I live a pretty simple life. I wouldn't call it minimalism because I don't embrace that, but it is a simple life connected with nature and connected with friends and family that's beautiful that's beautiful and i i think you got uh, to a really interesting point and um it's the first time that i'm actually thinking about this um it's actually not our fault that we uh, that we're always thinking about the next thing and we always want to achieve more because we're just trained this way basically and um i'm really curious how how did you manage to um to get off this this wheel and um change this habituation basically because when especially when you're successful and um you manage to work harder and to earn more it's really not that easy to to get off this wagon isn't it yeah it doesn't seem to be because a lot of people struggle with it and i cannot give you the answer of how i did it um it things don't happen like there's this um inflection point and you just make a switch things happen in terms of um little stepping stones in your life 
and every step that you take leads you in a direction. And sometimes, and I kind of make decisions very instinctively. I know what feels right for me. Um, but I made the decision many years ago to leave that corporate job behind and start my own business. But what I was looking for at that time, Georgian, was, was freedom. And back then, the way I defined freedom was I don't want to work for someone else. I want to have my own thing. But after doing that for several years and being successful with that as well, I still found that, okay, now I'm just, I'm trapped in my own business versus being trapped in someone else's business. It still isn't free for me. And so the big thing that bothered me in the jobs that I always had working for a Fortune 500 company or my own startup was it was really hard for me to explain to my mother or to a five-year-old kid what I did. Um, and that's not because I can't use language, it's because, you know, corporate jobs can be, are very intricate today and very complicated. It's not like the old days, you know, the proverbial, the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker, everybody had a job that you kind of understood. I think that's what led me to farming when I first started going down that route was I was looking for something that was real, <clears throat> something that um, was understandable and that I thought had more meaning for me. You know, and when I was in the corporate world, what you're, what I was chasing is money. I, I didn't say that. I mean, you say things like, I want to make a contribution. Um, I want to help the company grow. I want to create jobs and all these kind of things. And that's all true. But really what you're chasing is the financial reward so that you can get the bigger house, the, the newer car, the better clothes, uh, eat at the better restaurants, take the fancier vacations, give your kids the best education, all those kind of things. That's really what most people are pursuing and chasing. And when I, when I found moments that I was really happy and, and recognized, well, what is it that's causing me to be happy? It was never that stuff. It was never winning a client. It was always when I was holding my daughter or when I was taking a walk with my wife or when I was having a real conversation with friends or things like that. So when, when you have that moment of realization of these are the things that make me happy, um, what you realize is, wait a minute, <clears throat> the recipe isn't that I need to make more money so I can get more things and do more stuff. The recipe is I need to spend less and consume less and stop being, you know, a weapon of mass consumption <clears throat> and start focusing on the things that really don't cost any money, but bring me true joy and happiness in my life. And once you, when you start going down that path, you realize I don't need a bigger house. I need a smaller house. I don't need newer clothes. I mean, I've, I'm, I'm wearing t-shirts that, you know, I've had for 20 years, you know, so, you know, you don't need all that stuff. You need to, you'll be happier if you focus on the things that truly bring you satisfaction and joy and realize how fortunate, I don't care who you are in the world right now, how fortunate you are. That's so true. And yeah, I think it's, it's amazing that, um, that you are self-aware enough to, to realize these things. And um, yeah, I, I think it's, it's very important well, to, for us well, to back see to your that. question of why is it yeah. hard for people to make the change? If you think about it, if someone says, if someone's listening and says, yeah, I'd like to simplify my life too. And then think about what gets in the way for them. Well, I would, they say things like I would, but I have this mortgage or I would, but I have these expenses. So again, that's my whole, the whole point is we are locked into this lifestyle 
that almost forces us to go mm -hmm. chase the next thing so I could just get out of this hole that I'm in versus, you know, we shouldn't have, we don't need newer cars. We don't need, you know, fancier things. We don't need a bigger house. You know, we don't need all that stuff. We can just say, I'm going to start to simplify my life so that what's in my life <clears throat> are the things that are rich, that really give me satisfaction. I mean, how many of us can look around our house and see so many things that we don't use? They just fill space, but they don't fill our lives with any joy. Exactly. Yeah. I think it's, it's a very important point that um, we have this tendency to accumulate different things that um, on some level are, tr are trying to, to fill a void when in fact, in, in my, in my experience, at least it, it's more about appreciating uh, those things that we already have. And um, even those things that we're not using right now, uh, we could be um, becoming aware that we, that we have them and start using them and start appreciating them. Um, just not just letting them get dusty and um, just uh, fill, fill the space. But uh, I also wanted to to get to uh, to something that I I think is very interesting for our listeners, and it is uh, certain certainly for me. Um, where was gratitude on on your journey? Uh, when when did you discover it? I guess I discovered. I, I think I rediscovered gratitude once I started simplifying my life, <clears throat> and you know, going down the path of moving out of the cities or urban areas and moving to a more rural setting for me. And I know a lot of people, you know, have gratitude and are very grateful and live in those environments. But for me, it was getting out of all of that and getting to the essence of what the world really is, which is life, which is nature, uh, which is, you know, us as individuals just trying to survive, you know, and thrive and live. So once I made that switch, I started becoming more aware of what's really, you know, how things really work and how things are really important, you know, what's really important out there. And it just wasn't the things that I thought before. Before my life, I was chasing accomplishment, you know, success barometers. Um, that's not this, that's, that's always forward looking. That's never looking in the moment when you're, in those jobs, you're never looking in the moment, how do I feel right now? What am I feeling right now grateful for? Um, you're always in those jobs looking for what can I do next month, next quarter, next year to be able to hit my goals. And then when I hit those, you're already thinking about the next quarter, the next month, the next year. So by the time you know you finish that, that journey, I mean, you're old and retired and you've missed your entire life. You haven't really thought of the moment. You know, it's, we're, you mentioned that we're all, you know, kind of part of this system or whatever. I mean, we're all products of our environment. So again, I, you know, my frame of reference is for the most part, America. I mean, I've traveled extensively throughout Europe and I've traveled in a number of places around the world, but my, my work experience is mainly that and perspective is that of an American. And, you know, we, we all are always chasing the next thing because we're products of the capitalistic environment, which is, okay, yeah, I've got a car, but look, the guy next door has got a better car. 
Maybe I should get a better car. So-and-so's got a bigger house. Maybe I should get a bigger house. Oh, they were, they're wearing a really nice outfit. Maybe I should do the same thing. You know, so we're, we always want the next thing. And, and what that means is, is that we're never focused on what we do have. We're always focused on what we don't have. <clears throat> That's the way capitalism works is for us to <clears throat> get to the next level and have success. We have to focus on if I only had that next thing versus, wow, I have a house. Now think about it. I think a lot, uh, George, in, in terms of historical context, one of the reasons why I think, <clears throat> excuse me, everybody has, everybody really should be grateful right now is to be aware of where we are <clears throat> throughout human history. I mean, I had hot water this morning from my tap. Do you realize how amazing that is in the context of human history? You know, go back a few hundred years, like 500 years, go back 10,000 years. Nobody ever had that before. They, they didn't have a tap, much less hot water coming from a tap you know, much, much less a shower. I mean, this is amazing, remarkable stuff that everyone takes for granted. We have toilets that flush and then disappear. It's a remarkable, remarkable time to be alive. But none of us think about that. We take that for granted because, well, of course we have that. That's already accomplished. Now what's the next thing? May, I wish I had hot water on demand, or I wish I had solar hot water, or the next thing, or whatever. And those are all great things we should aspire to achieve. But we should be focused on the amazing things we have. I have shelter that can withstand storms. Yeah, I have climate control. Uh, I have everything I could possibly need to make me happy. Your mindset is the most powerful tool you have, gratitude seeker. Wavelength helps you approach your health and eating habits from a place of self-compassion, curiosity and strength so that you can heal your relationship to food and to your body for good. By listening to a daily audio episode, you learn the science and psychology behind your eating choices and get the tools you need to build healthy habits for life. It takes less than 10 minutes a day. Within one week, 72% of members feel free from the shame and self-blame of dieting, happier with their eating choices, and closer to their health goals. Learn more at wavelength.live gratitude or click on the link in the description. But our mindset in, in these economies and in our, in our system, if we don't stop it, our mindset is I've got to chase the next thing. And it takes an effort on our part to recognize, well, wait a minute. Um, it'd be nice maybe if I had the next thing, but I don't need to have, you know, you know, Donald Trump's money, or I don't need to have Bill Gates money. I am fine. I am doing fine where I am, wherever I am, if I have these things. Exactly. And the, the funny part is that it's never enough. Like we can, uh, we can, go on this path and we can um we can basically n never have enough and even the the richest person on earth can think of another person that has something that they don't and they can still feel that they don't have enough um or that they're not involved in certain uh things they, so <laughs> feeling this is um is never going to stop basically uh, if we if we're going on on this path that's well, why I think you I think you just hit the magic answer if a person you know people start with gratitude they often start with gratitude journals or whatever 
to start with gratitude, they should probably just say to themselves out loud, it will never be enough. Because you're right. It, because they're the most powerful people in the world, as you notice, want more power. <laughs> Are yeah. you kidding me? <laughs> you want more. So just say to yourself, it will never be enough. When, when you say that, okay, it will never be enough. So therefore, what is enough? And what, what is enough is probably what you have. That doesn't mean, and don't take, me, don't take it the wrong way, it doesn't mean that we shouldn't you know, aspire for more things. I'm all for accomplishment. I'm not for <laughs> you know, saying that, well, whatever we've got, this is my lot in life, this is okay. That's fine. Try to find ways to improve your life if you want to or, or achieve more things or whatever. Um, but don't lose sight of the amazing things that you have right now you have clean if you have clean water if you're one of the several billion people in the world who have clean water because there's billions of people who don't have access to clean water you know right there count your blessings every single day i have access to clean water in in, in the history of humanity that's an amazing thing you know if you have a, a pantry with a little food in it that's an amazing thing you know but we just take those things for granted and that's what's got to stop. We have to stop taking things for granted and start realizing what, what would it be like if that all went away? If for whatever reason, or if, if I had been born, not now, but been born, you know, 300 years ago, my gosh, what a different life that would be. How I would, how, if I could go back to me in 1700 and say, Hey, here's what you're going to have in the year 2021 or whatever, you're going to have a house and you're going to have a stock pantry and you're going to have a magic faucet that water flows from hot or cold. The person would think they're going to be the richest person in the world. That person from that perspective would believe they'd be the richest person in the world. And you're also going to have internet with connectivity to anything you want to know at any point in time and people around the world that person would, would want for nothing else. They would have everything. But if you take that person and drop them into 2021, where everybody has that, well, now that's not enough because everybody else has got that. So I need something more. And that's the attitude that I think that that's the challenge each of us have is to stop thinking that way and start being grateful for the abundance that we all have. Exactly, exactly. And one of the things that I've seen, at least in my experience, is that at one point, the exact life that we're living right now was just a dream, a dream even for us. It was just something that we uh, envisioned and now we're experiencing. And I think just, just this idea is quite amazing, at least for me, when, when I think about it and when I realize that um, the the exact place where I am right now and the experiences that I'm having and uh, um, the financial level, the professional level and um, the relationship level and many other things that are great in my life right now or that just are <laughs> um, without me appreciating or not appreciating them are actually dreams come true. <laughs> And right. I'm sure that it's the case with many of our listeners as well. I think most of us, you know, if we stop to think about what you and I are talking about today, we'll realize we have a lot to be grateful for. Um, you know, we get trapped in our lives, George, and, and you know, we, well, I have, I have these things I have to do. I have these commitments, these obligations. It's, it's incumbent upon all of us 
if we don't like that in our life, <clears throat> to change that, to figure out how we can simplify and slow down and embrace what truly makes us happy. No one's making anybody live the life that they're living. I mean, it may feel like it sometimes. It may feel like, well, I have to go do this thing in order to pay my bills or whatever. But there's always choices. I think the real hard times for moments you know, of, uh, of gratitude is when you, is when people, and I haven't really experienced these myself, and, but, but to be honest about it, this is where it gets challenging, is when you experience true hardship in your life and true loss and things that really, really are devastating and set you back. That's, that's not the case for most of us. Most of us are struggling with, well, you know, how do I, you know, you know, how do I find more time to do the things I want to do in my life? But sometimes, you know, you have real hardships in your life and moments of challenge that cause they make it very difficult to look on the bright side and to and to be grateful but even in those moments you know i'm a <clears throat> i'm very much a, a black and white person an extremist <clears throat> kind of personality <clears throat> we have a choice of either to go forward or not we always have a choice of all right this has happened to me this horrible horrible tragedy or event in my life, you know, whether it's something that's monetarily, I've lost my business, or whether it's something, um, you know, mortality, I've lost, a, you know, a loved one. We have, we have to make our choices of now that I'm here, what do I do? Do I try to find meaning and go forward and spread joy in my life, spread joy to others, you know, or do I not? And we always have these choices to make. And so I think what happens to, for the most part to all of us in our lives is that we don't make choices. What happens is whatever we did yesterday, we do it again today. We continue. Yesterday I went to work and this was what my life was like. Today I'm going to do the same thing. Not because I'm making a conscious choice, but because that's my habit. So if you want to change your habit, you know, you have to first start with what you said a few minutes ago. When will enough be enough? Enough will never be enough. So therefore, what do I want out of life? And once you can articulate that question and answer that question for yourself, I think you can then start to take these steps on stepping stones that might lead you in a direction where you can genuinely be happy almost all the time. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And yeah, it, it is a choice. Um, but I think... The, the first step is becoming aware of our habits, becoming aware of the things that we are doing and asking some questions. If, uh, if that's what we want to continue to be doing or if, one, if we want to change some things. And that's why I believe in the power of habits. And that's why I believe it's so strong and why um, I want to help our audience create more positive habits because whether we like it or not, whether we are aware of it or not, we have habits and we have things that we do continuously um, that are somehow part of who we are. But we can cultivate new habits. We can cultivate habits that uh, support us. And like you mentioned, it's not about um, something that happens um, immediately like it's not a, a decision that you take by tomorrow and you have effects uh, immediately but it's something that in time leads you on a different path and a different direction in life and i think um, 
that's what we all want in uh, in our future. And the beautiful part is that we can create an even better future by appreciating the the present. And I think that's a really beautiful combination. And it's really not dependent as much on the future as it is in the in the example that uh, that you talked about. That's always going to be something in the future, but that future uh, positive result will come. But it it's really it really doesn't matter whether it will be it will come or not because you're either way you're contempt you're either way you're grateful and i think that's a really beautiful place to be in isn't it it is i mean when we talk about gratitude what, what i think we're after is happiness and joy and so every day you know people should ask themselves well how how much of my day today was i truly happy you know what percentage of my time today was i truly happy and that's, that's a different answer for everyone. But I can honestly tell you, you know, I spend, you know, 90% of my days truly happy. And that's, that's a life that I've engineered. It's a simple life that I've engineered. We homeschool my daughter in the next room. My wife and I are here all the time. You know, as horrible as COVID was last year for so many people, I mean, it basically had no impact on us because we were already home all the time anyway. So we couldn't go anywhere. We never go anywhere for the most part. And we were already homeschooling, you know, so you, you know, you can, you should ask yourself how much of your days and moments are you really enjoying? And hopefully the answer is a large majority, but if it's not, why are you doing what you're doing? Why do, why do, why does anyone want to go through life not feeling happy? That's such a good question. Yeah, and I think it's and, I, it's and I think and I think we feel that we don't have options sometimes, George. And then just like you know, you after your long walk, when you were at your crossroads, came back and said, you know, I'm going to leave this business that I'm in. You know, I'm going to go do something different. That was a choice you made. That was a stepping stone for you. That led exactly. you in a direction where you're now leading a more fulfilling and a happier life. But that wasn't an accident. You didn't get, it was not like, okay, well, something happened to you and here you are. That was you thinking about what's not right in my life and what direction can I move in to maybe move me closer to where I want to be. And we all have the opportunity to make those kind of choices, uh, but it starts with that awareness of, okay, what's missing in my life now? Um, what truly makes me happy? How do I get more of that? And by the way, if you're the kind of person with what truly gets, makes you happy is closing more deals and making more money, then by all means, keep doing what you're doing. That's fine. That's, that is something that, might, that makes a lot of people genuinely happy. It just wasn't, you know, soul satisfying for me. It's not what I wanted, uh, but, it, but it may be for some people. So find that happy spot for you. Happy spot for me was, you know, maximizing my time with my family and living simply um, but the answer will be different for every person that's such a great point i love the fact that you that you mentioned that because uh yeah i think it's that's why self-awareness is so important because when you um can be aware enough to be with yourself and not be influenced by uh by other external circumstances 
and realize what actually makes you happy, what what actually um, makes your heart sing. That's that's what's most important. And uh, yeah, for some people, um, achievement in in different ways is is their their way of uh, feeling happy, and that's that's perfect. And um, I think it's like you said, most the most important part is becoming aware of what that is for you, and um, yeah, making a choice. So yeah, I I really love that perspective, and it's it's so important and it's so powerful once you uh, attune to it and you uh, become more aware of these things i i think it's it makes a really big difference and i also wanted to ask you about um something that uh, you're doing right now uh, you are passionate of uh, about living gratefully but you also started to put this mission into practice this mission of spreading gratitude um how did that get born and uh, where is it right now? Yeah, um, as I mentioned, we homeschool our daughter. And so my wife does a lot more of that than I do. She does uh, Monday through Thursday and I do every Friday. And um, one of the objectives I have with my daughter, she's uh, which in the third grade this year, she was eight years old. One of the objectives I have is to teach her the skills uh, to become entrepreneurial to, by the time she's grown, to at least have the confidence and the knowledge that if she wanted to start her own business, she would know how to start her own business. But the way we start our Friday mornings together when I teach her, first thing we do is we go to our gratitude tree. Now, this is simply a tree that I painted on a wall in my office uh, with bare branches. And then I cut out some colored leaves that you know we have on the table. So every Friday morning, she and I sit there and we write down what we're feeling grateful for. Now, this is an, this is an opportunity for me to instill in her a sense of gratitude and to help her realize how many wonderful things she has in her life that she might not be thinking about. So, you know, she writes these things every week. We put them up there. And of course, now the school season is over and I have a whole wall full of gratitude notes up there to look at. Well, back a few months ago, uh, in very early 2021, um, we were sitting here just after we finished the gratitude tree and the class that morning as I wanted to teach her how to come up with an idea for a business. So what I had done was I created a simple uh, 10 question business plan template for her, perfect for a third grader. And we had a discussion about, you know, well, how do you start a business? And it starts with, you know, coming up with an idea for a business. And then, of course, you've got to act on the idea and so on. So um, the idea I had is I want to come up with an idea for us to have a business that we could do as a family, me, you, and mom. And so we talked about it and we kicked around all kinds of different ideas. I mean, I've mentioned that, you know, we have some farm experience. So of course, like all kids, she thinks at first about selling farm animals, or maybe I'll sell chickens or eggs or those kind of things. But, you know, then we started listing our criteria and we wanted it to be a business that we could do from anywhere that we're not, you know, tied physically to a location you know, like a product like that would require us to be. And since we had just finished our gratitude tree, we talked about how we feel when we express gratitude. 
And when you, and I'm sure you found the same thing, Georgian, when you, when you true, when you genuinely express gratitude, it's impossible to not feel joyful and happy. You feel so content, you know, when you're truly grateful about something. And so our idea was our first you know, impulse was, is there a business idea we can come up with where we can spread that feeling and help other people feel the same way we feel? So that led to this idea um, of starting a, an apparel business, a t-shirt business primarily, uh, but we also do mugs and, and bags and things like that too. But the idea was to come up with inspiring messages of gratitude, of joy, of happiness, so that if you're wearing these around, if you're wearing a shirt that has these messages and you uh, encounter other people, you know, that's a conversation starter for you. People see that you can have a conversation about why you're feeling this way. You can help other people feel that way. The same way, you know, Georgian, that you're trying with your podcast to reach 100,000 people. Our idea is can, th can we do that through apparel, get people everywhere to be focusing on kindness and happiness and joy and gratitude and thankfulness and be feeling grateful. So that led to the idea of gratitude garb. Um, you know, garb, of course, being kind of a slang word for clothing. And by the way, it's a business idea, a business name that my eight-year-old daughter absolutely hates because for some reason, you know, she thinks garb is like, you know, you know a yucky word or whatever. But we had the idea for this business, gratitudegarb.com. Uh, we've now created hundreds of designs for different apparel, for shirts and things. And yeah, the, the idea is to, um, you know, help people, to realize that they're grateful, that they have a lot to be grateful for, and to spread that message as far and wide as they can. That's wonderful. I, I think like um, since we're wearing clothes, <laughs> it's, it's great that we find some that really resonate with who we are and with what we want to do in the world. And similar to music if we're listening to songs in in my in my opinion it's always great to be aware of the songs and the lyrics that we're listening to because of course they influence us and um they, they have uh, an impact one way or another and it's it's similar to to the clothes that we wear and the impact we want to have on the world with the clothes that we wear so I think it's a great idea and I'm all about spreading gratitude. I think it's very important for, for all of us to learn about gratitude and especially uh, from, the, from the perspective of doing this internally rather than doing this because someone told us that we should be grateful. Like... In in my opinion, that's one one of the worst ideas to um, shame people into feeling gratitude, into feeling grateful. And when we are spreading gratitude, like coming from the inside and inspiring other people uh, with this, I think it's it's a really great idea. Yeah. Yeah, it's a terrible idea to shame people into feeling anything. It, it goes. It goes the, it's the opposite of what gratitude is all about. What we're talking about is really trying to create a kinder world, a, a more content world. 
And, um, you know, if you, if you have that feeling, you want to spread it, you know, you don't want to force it on anybody, you know, but you do want to help people who, there are a lot of people that are obviously struggling to feel grateful. This is why uh, gratitude journals sell so much. You know, if you go look at, do a search on gratitude journal on any online bookstore, I mean, you're going to see thousands and thousands of reviews and people are trying these things. Why is that? because they recognize that they don't feel grateful enough. They recognize there's a positive correlation with happiness if they do feel more grateful and they're looking for instruments and tools to help them achieve that feeling. But I don't, I mean, and that's fine if a gratitude journal works for them. That works for many people. But for me, gratitude journals don't work. For me, what works is just having a really grounded sense of my place in history of, you know, how lucky we all were and are to have been born right now when we are, you know, and where we are to have the things that we have. Um, you know, it's, there's no guarantee we're going to have these things tomorrow. There's no guarantee we're going to have electricity tomorrow. There's no guarantee we're going to have, you know, hot water tomorrow or any of these things. I mean, things can happen. Solar flares can happen. EMPs can happen. Wars can happen. You know, just because they haven't happened, you know, recently doesn't mean they can't happen. So, you know, there's a lot to be grateful for, and I try to never lose sight of that, and I hope that other people, you know, can learn to adopt that same feeling. Yeah, and not losing sight of that um, is done beautifully through wearing um, these kinds of um, clothes that remind us of uh, gratitude, because we we need that we need to be reminded of of this because at the same time we have a lot of um input from society and from different places that it's that we're not enough that we're probably not good enough or not wealthy enough or many things of this nature and finding ways to remind ourselves that we are enough and we um, have enough to be grateful. I think that's that's very important. And uh, you will find a link in the description um, so that you can go and, and grab some, um, some apparel from uh, Tim. Can you tell us what our audience can find in your shop? Uh, it, mainly it's t-shirts, uh, men's t-shirts, it's women's t-shirts, it's long sleeve shirts, it's hoodies. Uh, there's also um, coffee mugs, there's water bottles, there's tote bags, um, anything that relates to gratitude. And one thing I didn't mention, um, when I, we got to question number 10 on the 10 question business plan that I gave to my daughter, uh, the question I asked her is, okay, what about the money that we make from this? If we make money, what are we going to do with the money? Uh, and what we agreed we wanted to do was raise money for a cause that we believed in. And the cause that we chose is a disease called cystic fibrosis, which um, isn't as widely understood as it should be. Uh, but we have friends who are afflicted with this and, um, you know, and many people around the world are. And so 20% of our profits that we raise from produce from our business go to the cystic fibrosis foundation. Wow. That's wonderful. And I love what you're doing um, while you're doing this and uh, the fact that this is uh, part of the education, um, of part of your daughter's um, education. And I think this is the best way to learn by, by doing. And yeah, um, 
it's it's definitely beautiful to to have this incorporated uh being generous while you're um you're creating a business is uh something wonderful and totally in tune with um the values of of gratitude so thank you very much tim for uh for being here with us i will post the link in the description uh so that our audience can um can get the many uh types of clothes that you that you have there um basically you can get even masks so uh you can get almost anything you can wear gratitude from uh <laughs> starting from t-shirts to hoodies and uh even masks so i think that's that's amazing well thank you george and, and uh, i really appreciate what you're doing with your podcast to spread this kindness and this message of gratitude far and wide as well thank you thank you very much for for your time and uh, for the work that you're doing and for uh, the way you're ed educating your daughter. I, I feel it's it's really inspiring. Hey, Gratitude Seeker, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this interview. I really appreciate it. And if you could think of one person that would also benefit from it, share it with them. It might actually be the inspiration that they need to make their day or maybe even their life much better. Thank you so much once again. This has been Georgian Benta. Don't forget to keep seeking and spreading gratitude.